podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening all and welcome to well done, well done. the Rangers Rabble Podcast. And you wouldn't believe what he's went and done. He's went and let me host this tonight. Unbelievable. So, welcome to everybody on our all of our networks. We're on YouTube and we're on Twitter and we're everywhere. So, tonight I'm joined by Alan. Alan, how are we doing, mate? I'm good, mate. You? I'm good. I'm glad that went smooth there. I think it did anyway. Uh, Brian, how are we? Very well, very well. Thank you. Can we be good? Aye, uh, very good, mate. Looking forward to this. Superb. So it's my first time hosting because the big man, the Führer, the boss, had his weekly shower there and he's away for a haircut. So I think he's lives in like Hamilton or something like that. So there's a vet somewhere in Hamilton that's busy and who's shearing that big napper is. <laughs> so, guys, we're, um, welcome to everybody. I just wanted to call something out. Um, on YouTube and Twitter tonight, um, like we were for the match reaction um, the other night and Nearly 6,000 views that match reaction got. So um, thank you to everybody who watched. And just that's a, it's a fantastic set of figures to post. So well done to everybody. And um, thanks to everybody who listens in. So we're going to probably cover off a few things tonight. Um, and we'll touch on the Motherwell um, game again. There's a few things we obviously want to speak about. The dust is settled. And I know we, we covered it really, really good on the match reaction with the 6,000 views. But um, we'll maybe we'll have a look at where our form is, what's, what's, been, what's been going on there. We'll look at the Levy game, obviously, coming up as well. So let's get dive into it then. I know none of us were on the match reactions. So it might be good to just touch on it. And I think there's something that's really came out um, on the back of it, which was a surprise to everybody and probably um, what we maybe never thought of. Alan, um, what did you think of the Motherwell reaction, uh, the game, sorry, and this thing that's came out that the ball was only in play for 41 minutes? Yeah, um, just... Uh, incredible start really um, just goes to show that, that time wasting does work um, which unfo- is going to be unfortunate for us because um, other teams will see that as an opportunity uh, I think I said I think if, if I worked it out right it was, it was 66% possession equated to about 26 minutes something like that of the game we had the ball just ridiculous the, the game in general was was poor it was and that's been kind it was pish let's go a spade a spade um, it was it just wasn't a good game at all. Um, I don't know what's going on. I, I'm sure we're going to try and dissect it and, and, and talk about it, but you just what, what can you talk about in that performance? Because it was just so lacklustre. It was just so... Motherwell got the equaliser and we just seemed to stop playing football. And it's almost like we forgot how to play football at times. Um, I just, I, I really, I, I can't put my finger on what's, what's going on, what the issue is. The the forty one minute thing, Cami. I've seen a lot. I mean, I wash on Twitter. The Motherwell fans kind of calling out. That's just sour grapes. That's what Rangers need to deal with if they want to win games. Is that? Do you do you agree with that? It certainly felt like the second the second half was just stop start stop start constantly. Even before even before Motherwell Motherwell equalised. Um, listen, we've we've. Uh, We've uh, done a bit of time wasting at times, Alan McGregor. We've lapped it up when, when Giggsy's done it and that sort of situation. I actually don't blame Motherwell. I blame the match officials for not um, not jumping on it, not getting the, the cards out quicker, 
not speaking to the Motherwell captain and saying, you need to get your boys moving. So, I, listen, Rangers didn't play well enough in the second half to, to win the game. I would rather focus on that than the the stop-start, winning fouls, what have you. I thought we were very naive. I thought we didn't help the situation by some of the fouls that we actually gave away, to be honest with you. Um, so, I, when you see figures like that, it's just... Oh, it's just depressing to be honest with you that that's what you actually pay you, you pay six hundred pound a season for for that for that. It's not just the motherwell and them playing the game. It's the standard of officials. You knew that that guy wasn't up to it, so it it, it just basically showed uh, how poor an official he actually is. Brian. Thomas H's comment I thought was pretty good there. Um, what chance have we got with a sponsorship deal if that's what's happening? What had come out of the wash after as well, that actually the St. Johnson game we played had um, lesser game time than the Motherwell game. Um, is this something we're just going to need to deal with? It seems to be a pattern now, yes. And um, I've seen sloths move quicker than some of the Motherwell players on Saturday. Um, I mean, trotting over to take throw-ins. I mean, half before they even scored, they were time wasting you know it was it was just so just constant and you're just thinking well officials got to deal with this but as you said he just wasn't up to it and he just he just let them get away with murder basically I mean he took a card out eventually but it was the game was so far gone but yeah it seems to be a pattern now and unfortunately we're gonna have to try and well we'll have to deal with it somehow but how we go about it is I don't know but I mean I thought the first half on Saturday we actually looked it's as good as we've played you know, it's pretty decent some of the stuff in the first half, but as as the boys were saying, as soon as that goal went in the equaliser, it was just like the belief went and I don't know, it just they just didn't know what to do. And it was quite it was quite alarming to be quite honest. Just to talk, just to talk, I think we don't want to make this overly negative. We yeah. are still top of the league. Um yeah. but I think we'll touch on the positives in a bit, but um the goal Somebody talked to me about the goal, Cammy. What about the goal? I, I put on Twitter, I think, all four defenders had a part to play in this. What's your thoughts on that? I, I, I couldn't agree more. I think, uh, obviously, Simpson's taking the, taking the bulk of the stick for it. But if you actually look at it, Tav could have done better. Golson could have done better. Simpson could have done better. And then Borner coming in could have done better. So I think, defensively, we haven't been on it at all this season. I think there's there's reasons behind that uh, with regard to injuries, COVID, all that sort of constant change. And but it shouldn't really matter. You basically do if Tav does his job, it doesn't actually get to the situation where the boy scores. You know, so it's it's individuals need to take responsibility and start doing their own jobs. And we just need to get back to basics with defending. You know, it's. I mean, there was the big long, the long through ball, or the the punt, or whatever you want to call it, in the first half. My goodness, it was like you could have dra- drove two buses through the, mm. the the pair of them in the centre. Simpson's positional sense is absolutely abysmal. He makes Rob Kiernan look like a Ballon d'Or contender at times. Um, it's. We just need to start defending better. Um, this, the, this, the goal that Motherwell got, you could see it coming. You're 1-0 up. You're completely dominant. Uh, I've seen this movie before, saying to the boys round about us, we need to get a second goal here. That first performance was the best of the season so far. 
but it doesn't mean anything if you don't go on and finish the game. And that's the the crux of it. The mother will go. We should have been three or four nothing up by the time they act. So by by the time they even got that chance. Yeah. You know, yeah. Is it not quite alarming though that we we don't even get to play the same back four all the time? That's something that really bugs me. Of all the of all the defence, the midfield of the strikers, the defence needs to be as much as possible the same personnel as much as possible. I don't like this chopping and changing and, you know, I mean, let's be honest, the defenders when they play, they're not exactly running around and working a sweat up like the midfielders and the strikers are, are they? Alan, CGM, good evening, sir. And CGM's a, a follower of us and we always have a good bit of chat with him. Are we just here to slag Simpson? I wanted to touch on Jack Simpson because he's come in for a hell of a lot of stick um, over the last couple of days, Alan. Is it justified? What do you think of Simpson? I mean, I've seen a lot of people say we should have kept Edmondson and get rid of Simpson. What do you think? Sorry, Alan, we can't hear you. We've lost you. Brian, you want to take that one up? Yeah, I mean, I just think Simpson's not had a lot of game time. And at times he's been chucked in when we ex- we we didn't expect him to be chucked in, and he's he's obviously just lacking a bit of confidence. He's a young lad. It's just it's it's not easy for the guy, you know. He's a young kid. Yeah. You know, Cammy, what do you think? Coil seventy five. They are saying he needs a run of games. Can we afford to give someone a run of games who could potentially cost you points? I don't think he'll ever get a run of games, um, but. I think he may play again tomorrow night, as we were talking about just prior to prior to going live. Um, I think his CGM's a brilliant contributor, but I don't think that we are directly slating him in isolation. I think, as as you, yourself and uh, I agreed, it, they were all culpable. You know, I don't think the back five played well on Sunday. I don't think McGregor was, was at it, although you couldn't blame him for the goal. There was incidents during the game where I don't think he was at it. Simpson's always going to be highlighted because he's... I think the difficulty with him is he came in last season when the league was won. He didn't look massively comfortable during those games. Um, and sometimes the Rangers support's a fickle one. When we, when we make our mind up on somebody... It, it takes a it takes a bit to 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 turn round. I would just like to see him do the simple things. You know, it's like pass the ball five yards to Golson, pass the ball five yards to Barisic, track a runner when he comes through, head the ball. Out. He had a he had a clearance or not a clearance. He had a block in the second half where it actually was on the right hand side. He actually came out and he blocked it. He totally put his body on the line. So clearly there is something there but he just he just can't kind of seem to for me he just can't kind of put it all together he just looks very very tentative um, but I, I think 10, 10 games in the trot never going to happen yeah Wilf how are we doing Wilf nice to see you watching in Simpson was brought in as a project Alan do you agree with that he was brought in as a backup in my opinion um, he 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 came into a, he came into a defence that was playing so well last season. He was never going to improve it. Um, when he came in, it was always going to be not a backward step, but it was also it was always going to be the backup. And he's in a team all 
spread, he's going to play now because we've got injuries. So when it's no going right, he's going to be the one that stands out simply because we know Barisic, Goldson, Tavernier and whoever's next to Barisic, uh, whoever's next to Goldson worked so well last season. So the natural thing to do is say Simpson's the reason it's not working. But yeah. you know, let's you know, let's be honest here, we could pick out any one of Rangers players, not just against Motherwell, but since the start of the season, we've not been firing all cylinders. We'll get to that. That's, we'll get that's, to that point. That's, that's, that's the, biggest, the bigger issue. So I don't think it's fair to just for, um, for anybody just to criticise Simpson and Simpson alone. Yes, he's got a lot to learn. He's got a lot to do. He's never going to get a running team. As Cammy said, he could do the basics a bit better and help himself out. But uh, he's, you know, he's he, he was always going to get um, singled out because of how good the defence was last season. He's just a he's a victim of the, the success that he came into. Talking about success, it was a. We were disappointed probably after the first half performance not to be out of sight. Brian, do you think um, that's a fair, uh, fair assumption? We should have been out of sight after the first half. What happens at half time? Why do we, did was our performances fall for the second half? I mean, I think I've seen somewhere, I think when, it, when you might maybe said we had a 24, 25 chances in the game, they had five. I mean, yeah, we should have been way out of sight. It wasn't even a. It's not even up for discussion, and first uh, we used to start really well in the second half. You know, the last few seasons, and for some reason this year it's just we come out just so sloppy and so sluggish. I don't know what it is. I really don't know. I really don't. Cammy, see on the first half, we get, there's surely positives we can take. I know. Listen, a draw for Rangers is a is a disaster, right? Or a, it's not good. A defeat's a disaster. A draw's not good either, especially at home when we were. But at half time looking so good. What's the positive we're taking? Is there any performance? I mean, I thought Sakala played well. What's your thoughts? Hun, hun, I thought middle, middle to front, we were popping it about. We were, we'd spoke about it on, on Thursday night, how we were taking that extra extra couple of touches. I thought the fact we were moving the ball quicker, moving the ball quicker is the reason why we struggle a lot of the time because I think we're very easy to play against. We go from side to side. Tav or Borna just fires in crosses, but we were actually trying to play one-twos and get in around the box. Zakala's very raw, but I, I love his pace and his enthusiasm, and he just he's a bit of a, a bit of a nuisance, you know. I mean, he got he got his goal. You could see how uh, see how happy he was, but I thought I thought um, I thought Zakala done well. I would start him again uh, tomorrow night. Talking about players needing a run of games, I think you're you're missing. Uh, Ryan Kent, you've got Morelos still protecting an injury, so I think uh, it's another opportunity for him tomorrow night. I would rather, I, I would love to talk more about the the pace and the invention and the popping it about and stuff and the frustration that was that it was only, it was only one now at half time. Curry Monsters bang on, I think, yeah. Um, yeah. But we are always criticised for not getting enough shots. But we're, we're always uh, criticised for overpassing at times. Um, I think a lot of the 24 shots were potentially, there was de- a bit of desperation in the last half an hour. I know Bakuna came on and I think his first touch was probably a was probably a shot, which at least it shows that he's not scared to shoot sort of situation. You know, yeah. it's, um, So if we go out tomorrow night and we play like we did on Saturday with the, the first 45, pop that about, a bit of pace, a bit, um, bit of invention, and we get two or three goals up, then that's great. Th- that was back to the, the Rangers' performances that we saw more often than not last season. We just didn't get the goals that our play probably deserved. 
Yeah. Alan, Cammy touched on Bakuna there. What was your thoughts? I know the guys touched on this the other night. Um, he came on probably out of position, but are we holding much hope for him to come in and do something in the, in the near future? Yeah, let's give him a chance. Let's not judge him against um, Motherwell and what was a, a no an easy game. We'll say I think he, he'll probably start tomorrow night, um, which I know we're going to come to as well. So I'm not going to add too much, but I, I think he'll get a run in the team um, because we know we've got other players missing. Um, so I, I'm not hitting the pa- don't hit the panic button over Bakuna. Maybe we might have this conversation in a month, and I might be saying something different. But um, it's too early to judge him. It's far too early to judge him. Alan, that was a perfect wee point to take me here right into the next thing about talking about panic buttons because Gary Max presser today. That's exactly what he said. So you've obviously been listening to that. So we're top of the league. What are we clear of our nearest rivals? Four points. All right, we're off the morning. It should be more. Top of the league at this point after six games. Um, Gary McAllister saying, "Don't, don't. There's nothing to panic about here. Don't press the panic button." Um, Brian, oh sorry, Cammy, I seen you were going to say something, so I'll let you touch on that. But do you think um, we are overreacting to the start of the season? Our our performances haven't been good enough, but we're still top of the league. Undoubtedly, performances haven't been good enough. But I think what you just said uh, that that would actually be a worry for the rest of the rest of the league. The fact that we haven't kicked our own our own backside so far this season. We set such a huge bar last season, going unbeaten and clean sheet records and all that sort of stuff. You know, I hope now that um, the flag's been unfurled and we'll try, we'll just gloss over that one and uh, we can move forward and concentrate on winning, retaining the league title and the £40 million that awaits for the Champions League next season. This uh, That has to be 100% the, the focus now moving moving forward. Cammy, I'm going to put you on the spot because I know you want to gloss over this, but just your opinion. Are we making too much of a big deal of this flag thing? If we'd won four or five, nothing, I don't think anybody would have... Uh, it would have been, it would have been maybe, maybe mentioned. I'm slightly older than, uh, than most of the guys on the pod, so... I remember my first. I remember my first unfurling of the flag in 1986-87 when Terry Butcher came out with David Holmes' wife, and they unfurled the flag. So that's the way that I remember it over the course of the bulk of the time. I know there's been situations where we've had fireworks and all that sort of stuff. Personally, I thought that would have been totally inappropriate for. Yeah the sixth game of the season, I think we would have looked a complete joke if we had then went on and drawn the match. Um, I just think it, I I think people were expecting a wee bit more. Potentially the trophy, you know, one of the one of the players not involved walking around the park with the trophy or something like that, low key. I'm yeah. not saying fireworks and uh, disco lights and all that sort of stuff. But um, sorry, I had to get the disco lights in. You couldn't uh, help yourself. Do you know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's um, it potentially the trophy on display. I think that would have been the only thing I would have uh, maybe maybe seen differently. But you're not going to get pre-match entertainment and uh, girls dancing in the middle of the park and all that sort of stuff. That just wasn't going to happen at all. Yeah. Brian, just to go back on... Our season so far and our performances overall. What's your thoughts? Are you are you a bit downhearted by it, or are you kind of more positive outlook with it being top of the league and stuff? 
No, I think if if we were all offered to be four points ahead of that mob after six games, I think we would have we'd have grabbed that. Um, yeah, obviously we're not playing as well as last season, but last season was a freak season. You know, it was be very difficult to repeat anything like that again. And it was actually, in some respects, the Dundee United result was kind of it was kind of nice to get that out of the way and sort of like we've lost a game finally, so get that out of the way, you know. But no, it's I just feel. I just feel that we're 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 just getting hampered with injuries. We're getting hampered with the selections, and it's just yeah, nothing settled like it was last year. Yeah, but do you, I understand, right? Last year was an unbelievable scene, but do you still think it's or yeah, Alan, you can answer this one. Do you still think it's acceptable some of the performances? I think we're measuring this team against last season and whilst it's the same team with the exception of one or two additions, you know, a bit of time's passed, they've had their summer off, most of them, um, so they're coming back, other teams have done different things, we've got the target on our backs, so it's got, we're going to find games harder, um, so I, you know, I would try not to judge um, last season, eh, sorry, this season based on, on last season, yes, it's disappointing Malmo, the Malmo fixtures were disappointing, the Performances against Alice Kurt were disappointing. We didn't want to lose at Tanadice. We didn't want to drop points to Motherwell. Um, probably other than the Celtic game is the one game we've all been really happy after it. But um, I think that just just to go back to the, the sort of to tie in with the, with the flag day as well. You know, flag day has always been the first game of the season, and the club we all thought the club made the right decision to move flag day to when more people could see it, and that was fantastic. But. We, I said in a podcast, and I said it in a blog a while ago, if we don't, and I mean this is the supporters in the club as well, put the 55 gear in a box and put it away, we'll always have the memories, but see if we don't forget 55 and concentrate on 56, we are going to sleepwalk through this season. We're going to sleepwalk through this season and we're going to get punished for it at some point, no matter how we so let's put the 55 stuff away. That made me quite glad that the flag day was quite a low-key affair because it was OK, here's the flag for, for winning the championship last season. Now let's move on. Let's go on with it. Um, so I think in general, plus with the performances not being great, it's just, it's it, for me, I was glad it was a low-key affair. Put it all away, put it in the bin and uh, move on with this season and let's concentrate on 56. Totally agree. Absolutely, that's a cracking point, Alan. Just want to bring something up, folks, just so we can see. We've got Andy Scott joining us from sunny Spain. Andy, I want to say hi, thanks for joining, but you're making me jealous that you're in Spain. <laughs> we will touch on tomorrow night's performance um, next. But I just wanted to just call out, folks, um, thanks for everybody for watching. Just a cut. Martin's been keen and we calling this one out. We are 150 subscribers away from 3,000 on YouTube, folks. So um, to subscribe on YouTube, as we most of us know, it doesn't cost a penny. Just get onto our page and hit that subscribe button. Um, we're also on Patreon for anyone that doesn't know. £2 a month. Fantastic content going out there. There's a lot of historic stuff out there that we've, all of us here have been involved in. Um, there's an EPL show on the go there's a best of the rest show that I we recorded it went out today if anybody's on the Patreon listen to that because I talk absolute rubbish on that um, I've a few of my bad opinions on that Alan we've done some um, greatest teams with Alan it's probably going to come out in the next couple of days or next week Brian we've got our brand new show coming out soon isn't there do you want to drop us a wee 
Hint on yeah. that. So I've got Alan and Kenny coming up this week, and we're going to go through their favourite shirts over the years. We've had some iconic ones. We've had we've had some absolute honking ones. Um, but it's all subjective. It's always everybody's memory of a certain shirt. Was it the first game they went to, or was it a certain league title that they won? So yeah, it's just it's just something different, and it's going to be totally random and. It'll be just great to see everybody's thoughts and what their favourite shirt was. So some cracking content coming up, folks, just in the description. Patreon's there. If people don't know what Patreon is or, or what it is, it's just an app where you can listen to some stuff. And it's £2 a month to, to, to do that and follow us and just support the rabble become better. And that's all it is. So let's move on then, folks. We have Levy at Ibrox tomorrow in the Cup. And I listened to Gary McAllister's presser now. Cammy, did his press conference tell you a wee story about how important how important we are taking this game tomorrow? Yeah, and I think um, the manager had hinted at it in previous weeks as well. Potentially, it le- lessons learned from last season, um, maybe making too many changes, sort of thing. So uh, at that point, I consigned my uh, predicted starting eleven and put it in the bin because. Yeah. you're caught between a rock and a hard place I think there's some players need taken out of the, the firing line, I think they need a, a, re, a reset and I think we've got a big squad for a for a reason but I still think you'll have a core of the what you would call the first choice players um, in the side tomorrow it's a, bal- it's a balance, I think it's easier to make a number of changes tomorrow night because it's a home game However, our opposition are coming to us off the back of a fantastic result on Sunday. Uh, hopefully, they've they've left their legs on the on the plastic pitch right enough, and the, they're they're all half uh, half half knackered for for tomorrow night. So, um, I, I think I don't think anybody will be able to predict what the starting eleven is. I think only Gary Max, uh, Stevie Gerrard, and uh, Michael Beale know that because I think it's there's, you could make cases for uh, for a lot of a lot of players starting or not starting. Yeah. Alan, do you think? There's pressure on us tomorrow. At home, is there pressure on us? I think there's pressure on us every game because it's just what we expect for our club. Um, we expect to win every game, no matter who the opposition is or what the competition is. So there's always going to be pressure. <laughs> but um, just it's interesting about the start eleven because I, I was sort of in the uh, in the mindset I didn't want to see too many changes because you know Gerard will have learnt his lesson um, for last season the St Mirren tie and. Um, it's at home, so why not make a couple of changes? I'd love to see somebody come into that team like Stephen Kelly and stake a place. Say, say that place is mine, I want that, and I'm going to go out there in Wednesday night against Livingston and prove that I deserve to have that starting shot come Dundee at the weekend. Because as we've spoke about, we've not been firing all cylinders, so there's there can't be anybody in that team that's guaranteed a starting place. So, uh, you know, I'd love to see somebody like Kelly... Patterson, whoever it may be, come in and say, that's my jersey, I'm having it. And if somebody wants it, they're going to have to prove they can take it off me. I know we've spoken about Stephen Kelly a lot in the podcast. I think we're a big supporter of youth development and stuff like that, the stuff Willie does for us. But Brian, do you think we are hitting our heads against a barn door when it comes to Stephen Kelly talking about it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a real difficult one because he's obviously up against a guy like Stephen Davis, but we all know that Davis is 36 and he's 
getting on a bit. So I think I think we've definitely got to be quite smart in how we use Davis now because he's obviously still. I, I mean, I still. We were speaking about this at the weekend with our friends. I don't understand why he's still playing international football. He's got nothing to prove now. He's got the record appearances for his country. I just. I, I I just wish he would retire and just concentrate on his club now because a lot of guys have retired even younger than him and to prolong their club career. So, yeah, yeah. but that's the problem with Kelly. He's up against a guy like him and it's difficult. It's difficult for a youngster to try and go in there and take a jersey off a guy like him. You would, you would think, though, that to play devil's advocate on what you're saying there, but you would think then it would be perfect timing for a guy like Kelly because Davis, like most people are saying, but Wilf's just jumped in there right on it, so I'll put it up. Davis needs rested. What age mm-hmm. is Davis? 36, 37. Mm-hmm. So surely Davis needs a rest every now and again. And from what we've seen of Kelly, he's a, and Gerard has said it, he's a, a mini uh, Steve Davis cami. Yeah. Uh, it's the total head scratcher for me after an excellent pre season. He's had 10 minutes against Dunfermline in the League Cup. I would love to see Stephen Kelly playing as the. As the, the the, the number six, the defensive midfield player tomorrow night, it won't happen because, and I think it would probably be unfair on the kid as well because he's hardly kicked a ball anywhere apart from the, uh, the training pitch over the last couple of months. I think tomorrow night it'll be it'll probably be Lundstrom that will replace um, replace Davis in the same way that he did against against Leon. But I, I think Stephen Kelly. I think they, they made the decision not to send him out on loan. They said it would be more beneficial for him to train with Davis and Kamara, etc. every day. I just I worry that that's what his season's going to be. It's just going to... I look at our field. I think somebody's... Um, somebody at CGM's actually mentioned it in the, yeah. in the comments. And I said it again last Thursday night. I love Scotty Arfield. Scotty Arfield's going into the last uh, year of his contract. For me, the opportunities that Scotty Arfield has had this season, Stephen Kelly could have done as good, if not better. I don't think Scotty Arfield's been at it at all this season. Um, so for me, I would have Scott uh, Stephen Kelly would be on the bench instead of Arfield now for me. But that's just uh, you know I, I'm a I'm a lover of uh, the fact he can play as a six, he can play as an eight. He can play in any of the midfield positions, but I don't understand unless he's just not doing it on the training pitch. I know the manager places a lot of credence on what happens Monday to Friday, quite rightly. But for me, Kelly, um, I just don't understand why he's been completely frozen out. Yeah, Alan, uh, what do you think, Alan? Stephen Kelly, are we? Are we just? Is it too? I mean, are we? Are we being a bit? Are we jumping the gun here? We're we're only six games in. Is there plenty of time for Kelly to get minutes? I, th- I think there's plenty of time, but uh, as Cammy said, the comments with the gaffer were interesting that he would rather, um, instead of playing football, was training with Davis and Kamara. Does that mean Gerard doesn't see him playing football this season? Um, and he's quite happy just to have him turn up to training. I can't see that being the case, but it's certainly the impression he gave with his comments. Um, there's plenty of time left in the season. We don't know what's going to happen. There may be COVID issues, injuries, suspensions. Um, so Kelly might get his chance based on those circumstances. But I would rather Kelly got his chance. I would rather Kelly got his chance when we had all our midfielders available and Gerard was trusting him to play him, and not just because it was the only option we had. Um, so I, no, I don't to go back to your question. Sorry, I went off on a tangent there. I don't, I don't think it's. I don't think we should be worrying about it much yet. But. As Cammy was, was mentioned there about Kelly, 
you could ask the same question about young Robbie McCrory, who had two fantastic games for the first team, big, big games. You know, do you give him a chance tomorrow night in another first team game instead of playing McLaughlin? I, I personally, I would have played McCrory. I think he's, I think he's earned the right to have a chance in the first team. That's a, let, let's let's jump on that. What Alan's saying then, Brian? We've got three. We've got three cracking goalkeepers. We're expecting this is McGregor's last year. What, what, mm. do, what do we do? <laughs> are, are, okay, let, let me jump. Let me jump in. Then. Is is either McLaughlin or McCrory going to be good enough to replace McGregor? Well. I don't well. I, I don't think you can compare any of the two of them to McGregor because McGregor is just a freak of nature. But <laughs> I'll tell you what. I wouldn't fancy try to pick one of them over the other for next season. Um, it's going to be an in, it's going to be an interesting chat that uh, the gaffers going to have to have and sit down and tell one of them that they're number one and the other one's number two. Uh, I don't fancy that. In the, I wouldn't fancy that in the slightest. I mean, as as Alan was just saying, I mean, when McCrody's name was mentioned in the old firm and the the was it the European time where we're just thinking of a good you know yeah nightmare but the, to be fair to me he two clean sheets he played really well and um, yeah it's not going to be an easy chat in the summer it isn't Cammy on the presser um, Gary Mack spoke about hunger desire and then he used the word about a devilment does that point to Morelos starting tomorrow depends how uh, depends how fit he is. To be honest with you, um, I don't see. I, I would say like I like to say Haji's got a bit of devilment about him. Yeah, you know. So that that was my take from that. That um, Haji obviously returned and only in the last few days from from his isolation. Haji's in my starting eleven for for tomorrow night, playing as one of the three in the middle of the the middle of the park because I think from that position I think he can he can cause. It can cause chaos, sort of thing. You know, I know he's played a lot of his football further forward, but that's the that's what I took for that, uh, Jamie. Yeah, Alan, do you think Hadji's best position is in the mid the midfield three? Um, probably, yeah. Um, but that's not to say that he's no good anywhere else. Um, yeah. It's probably it's probably where we, where we get the best of him. But I, I'm I'm a massive Hadji fan, and I, I think. Uh, Anytime he plays, regardless of where it is, I'm happy to see him on the park because I think he, I think he delivers most of the time. He has wee off nights here or there, um, but yeah, I, I prefer him sitting in the middle of the, middle of the park than than maybe out wide. CGM put a wee comment on there saying that he, he couldn't play there at Sir, can't play the Davis role. Jink had you could play that far back. Do we agree with no. we agree with CGM here. That might be, CGM. That might be the first time we've all agreed with you on here. By the way. <laughs> But no, nah, I don't agree. I, I probably agree with him there. That we probably can't play that far back. Um, good to get Hadji back um, after his isolation. Brian is impo- he's becoming an important player this season. Yeah, I mean his, his his stats are there for everybody to see. I mean his assists and his he's pop. He, you know, if he scores, it's usually a, a tight game that he scores, and it's never a, a fourth goal of a five nil or a you know a dropping. It's always like a one nil or a two one. You know, he always gets a crucial goal, but his his assists are very important. And it's just he's got that something that a lot of the other guys don't. And he just has that killer pass, and he sees a, a a little gap, and he'll thread it through. So yeah, he's 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 another one that's been a slow burner, but he's came onto a, a game. I think winning the league last season's helped his confidence massively. Yeah. Um, being part being part of that. J- just before. 
there's probably another player I want to touch on that came on from the back of the presser, but I'm not going to... Um, oh, we've lost Cammy. I'm not going to touch on that until the end. Alan and Brian, do you agree Hadji's going to start? Looks like, like it, yeah. Looks like it. Let me just let me just see if I can fix Cammy. With two Cammy, you can hear us, yeah. I can hear you. There. Fine, guys. Ah, there you go. That's fine, Cammy. We've seen you twice. There, you're back. All good. All good. Cammy, Hadji starts tomorrow, doesn't he? Hundred percent. Hundred percent has to start for me. I think Aribo's played a lot of football as well, both. Uh, international and clubs, so I think it's an opportunity to, to take him out the firing, firing line and uh, and give Hadji some uh, much-needed minutes because his season's been a bit stop-start so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alan, who else Who else have we seen? If we're thinking about who starts tomorrow off the back of the Motherwell game, are we going for a... Are we trying to get some continuity here or are we going to switch up? I think the back four will be pretty similar. Um, we might see Patterson for Tav. Um but yeah, somebody just mentioned there about playing with the two attacking midfielders, absolutely. Sakal will start because I think he, he needs a run in the team. Um, I think it'll be, it'll be a, as, a, as much as I'd like to see players coming in and, and challenging for those jerseys, like I said, I think it'll pretty much be um, a similar similar team to what we saw against Motherwell and those players might get a chance off the bench. Um, so I wouldn't expect too many surprises as much as I'd like to see them. Brian, who have you got in your starting team? Honestly, it's probably going to be something like Lundstrom, Haji, and I want to say Bakuna, but it'll probably be Aribo. I just, I want to say Bakuna, but I don't think he'll start. I, want, I really want him to start, but I don't think he will. Bakuna, yeah. Mm. Will's asking a question here, Cammy. Do you want? What do you think? He's in my start. He's in my starting eleven. I would I would change both fullbacks. Um, as much and this this goes against what I I want continuity. But I think it's a game. <laughs> you're caught between that rock and a hard place. That yeah. Nathan pa- Nathan Patterson has to start tomorrow night. If we if if we don't start giving Patterson minutes, somebody's going to come back in in January and try to sign him. And you know these are the games that are, are we have to get. Um, we have to get Patterson involved. I uh, two Patterson and Bassey's my my two fullbacks. Golson and um, Richard Goff at centre half. Um, <laughs> oh. Did you did you see Richard Goff and the the crowd at the game at the weekend? Honestly, goodness, they looked all looking good. Oh my yeah. goodness, he could he could have probably went on that park with his suit on. And, and still defended like he did 10, 15 years ago. Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> um, Bakuna, Lundstrom and Hadji's my three in the middle of the park. And Ruth Sakala and uh, Scott Wright, same front three. So Kami wants continuity apart. <laughs> I know, well, I've kept... I've kept the same. I've kept the same. I've kept the same front three. You know what I mean? So you've got. I think. I think uh, Wilkes mentioned it, and, and a few other guys have mentioned that. I think Stephen Davis has to be taken out of the firing line. I think Glenn Kamara also is just back off an international break. That's that. This is the whole point of guys like Lundstrom and Arfield. If you're going to play these guys before Stephen Kelly. They have to be involved tomorrow night. 
in my opinion, in my ideal situation, Stephen Kelly is the number six tomorrow night and two players play alongside him. But that isn't what's going to happen. We have to uh, look at what's in front of us and say, right, Stephen Davis isn't going to play. Who's going to play as the, the, the number six? And it has to be really Lundstrom for me on the basis of that's what happened last Thursday night. Brian, what do you think? Do you go, even if we can touch back on the previous... Um... Can I just answer CGM there? Can I yeah. just answer CGM? Hadji can play as the on the left hand side because he's the le- he played on the left hand side against uh, Livingston on the first day yeah. of the season, as in, as, uh, or he certainly has done it uh, so far this season as the that number eight playing on the left hand side of the, of the three. So that's Bakuna on the right, Lundstrom in the middle, Hadji on the left of the of the middle three. Brian. Alan, one of the guys there touched on, um, or Cammy was, sorry, touching on playing Bassey and Patterson. Are we doing that because, and I'm going to watch what I'm saying here because I know a lot of people will probably disagree with it, Tav and Barisic haven't hit the heights um, of pre- last season? I would say these are the games that we earmarked at the start of the season, the League Cups. These were the games that we earmarked for Young Patterson and possibly Bassi to start. So it's it's not going to be any or total surprise that either either one of them or both of them start tomorrow. Because I think I, well, I was certainly one of them that said that you know the League Cup games is the games where we should be you know the earlier the earlier games of League Cup we should be looking to play our fringe guys and you know getting minutes into their legs. Because at the end of the day, if there's injuries, suspensions, or COVID, we need those guys to step up and play. And if there's no use in not playing these guys when you can get a game like Livingston at home, get minutes in their legs and at least get them up to match speed. Because you don't want them coming in, let's say if there's a COVID or there's an injury tomorrow, they've got to go away to Dundee and, you know, they're, they've hardly played minutes, but, you know, they've got to play. So you don't want that situation. Alan, starting 11, does, back, does, does Jack Simpson keep his place? I think he will. I, I think I'll be having Goldson playing... Uh, playing at centre-back again. Balogun will definitely play against Dundee. If he's available, he will play against Dundee. So will he play again at home against Livingston? I'd like to think Simpson's going to be good enough to play beside Goldson and against Livingston in the cup and, and put them out. And it was interesting because Brian just touched about it in the comments. Somebody was saying um, Patterson and Bassey in the cup games. I don't think it's fair in there, lads, to make them that promise. You know, Or yeah. any lads, you know... Um, you know, and as Brian says, we've got we can play them in the earlier rounds because it's no fair to say to them you're going to play the League Cup and then we get to the final and we're playing Celtic and everybody yeah. wants to see Barisic and Tav. But absolutely, this is the opportunity to get these guys minutes in their legs yeah. Um, because yeah, they could come in at any minute for um, for anybody because COVID's. I mean, injuries are unpredictable, but COVID's made it ten times worse. Just just yeah. look at Gold. Just look at Goldson. Just disappeared. From, you know. Nobody knew why until five minutes before the game was kicking off. So, um, you know, it's it's such an it's such a, a, a variable, a variant um, that's that's making these sort of things more difficult. So these guys need to be playing football. Alan, can you? I want to just touch on this because this is a name that keeps getting mentioned as well. Now, this young guy has got a bright, bright future ahead of him, and I know you have watched a lot of the B team games this season. Is, he, is Leon King really ready to come in to replace someone like Jack Simpson who has had a lot of scrutiny? Is that the right thing to do for a guy who's 17, 18 maybe? 
Yeah, uh, if Leon King was involved in the first team this season, he would be a fringe player and nothing more. Um, he's he's doing well for himself. He's doing really well. And by the way, a lot of people might think he should be involved um, tomorrow night. I hate to burst your bubble, but he went off injured last week against United in the Cup, so he might not be available. Um, his centre-back partner, McClelland, he, is, he was involved in the first team. I can't remember what game it was. He was on the bench. Last Thursday. Last Thursday, last Thursday was on the bench. He might come in before Leon King does, um, but I wouldn't say either of these guys are ready for a, a sustained run in the first team. Um, I'm happy where they are because they're doing well. They're doing really well. Um, it'll build their confidence. It'll give them good experience. They've got some difficult games. United was a really difficult game. They've been reinstated back into the SBL, SBFL Trust Trophy yeah. uh, and they'll play Allo in a couple of weeks as well. Um so I'm quite happy to leave them where they are and keep learning their trade because I would rather they were playing for a Rangers B team at that level than maybe going out on loan and, and we don't really know what's going on with them. Um, but please don't think for a minute that either of these guys or anybody in the B team right now is ready to walk into the first team because that's a big, big step up in, 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 uh, in class. Yeah. Massive. Just, just for, uh, going on from what Alan's saying, I mean... It's not going to do much for Simpson's confidence if a 17-year-old goes in and plays with in front of him, is it? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, the last yeah. thing you, you're not going to... I mean, Simpson's fragile enough it is. You know, he's getting pillared. To, yeah. He's getting battered from pillar to post. The last thing you want to do is a young kid to come in and take his place, and that's not going to do him any good. Yeah. Yeah. Cammy, on, on what we're just saying there, on, on Leon King... There's contractual, maybe a few contractual issues with him. Um, I know that's been spoke of before. If he is as highly thought of up here at 17 or 18, people will be circulating. Is that a problem then that we maybe lose one next big star to one of the Prem teams? So I'd love to know what the conversations that have been had. Um, he's out of contract at the end of the season. Um, I think it's vitally important that we get him um, signed. Uh, I think the pathway has always spoken about. He was involved with the first team. He's obviously playing every week now for the for the B team. But I think I think his next step is sign a maybe three year extension for, just for a for a figure, and then go out on loan next season. Go go to a a Dunfermline or a Wraith Rovers or a, a, a team of that that because um, I think he's I think Alan hits the nail on the head I think he's a couple of way, a couple of years away from uh, from our first team at the moment I think he needs to play more uh, more men's football I think somebody mentioned in the comments about Danny Wilson yeah um, Danny Danny Wilson was playing in a far better Rangers team alongside um, alongside Davy Weir at that point I think it's. Uh, I, th I don't think it's possible for King or McClelland. I don't think either of them. As much as I've been impressed in what I've seen this season of both of them, I don't think either are ready. But I think King needs to sign an extension, um, and I think that's something that Ross Wilson, I'm sure, will be uh, trying to deal with at the moment. But I think King sign an extension, go on loan, and then uh, potentially be first team ready after that. Alan, you've seen him. You've seen him. Always. Do you think that's? You think that's a, a danger that we lose him? If Cammy saying let's get him signed to an extension, is it as easy as that? And just another thing on that. Do you think it's harder for a, a central defender to come in at a seventeen or eighteen year old? Do these guys mature for that position a wee bit older? 
Um, I think you. I think you definitely need to be physically ready, and at seventeen, then um, you're probably not at physical weakness. Um, and that, the same could be said for any of the players in the B team. They're 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 growing, they're learning as players, but they're still growing as, as boys and men as well. And um, you know that's so that's a big the, the physical aspects massive. Um, I think it's I, I don't know the contract situation, um, but yeah, I, I would love to get them tied down. I would love to get all these boys tied down for a couple of years. I've said in the, the youth updates with Willie. Um, I'm never disappointed when I go and watch them. And I think all these lads are going to have good careers in football. It might, they might not all be at Rangers. I don't think the B team that I saw, you know, against the week is going to start the Scottish Cup final together in 10 years' time. I don't think that for a minute. But they're all going to have great careers in football. And I'd like to see them sign to Rangers until they are grown men and they've learned their trade and they've been away on loan at a higher level, a championship club, a lower premier, premiership team, um, and then we can judge them and see what we're really needing. So for, for me, it's important to get all these boys tied, in the, tied into contracts. Um, and if they don't want to be here or if they think they're going to get better opportunities elsewhere, then then they go with our blessings. Um, yeah. Because we're, we, can't, we can't hold people back that don't want to be here. Yeah. But certainly, certainly with Leon King, there's, you know... Without talking about the, start, yeah, the B team too much, um, there's certainly half a dozen that are really sticking out, and Leon is one of them. That's good. RFC56, thanks for like, the comments. And you know what, folks, this is what this is about fan media um, discussing different opinions, and some of them are shocking. That's why Martin's not on tonight, because some of his opinions are really bad, really bad. So we'll hopefully keep it more level-headed going forward. The RFC, that's really, really good. Um, okay, there's one name I want to mention. I know I'm going to take it to you, Brian, first, because I've heard Cammy go on about this a few times, but Gary Mack mentioned it in his presser again today. Um, Ryan Jack, did you listen to the presser, and what is your take on that? It's like the never-ending story. It really is. Um, I just, uh, I mean, he's he's such an important player, and we're all desperate for him to come back. But I don't know. I just really don't know when this is going to resolve itself. I mean, they said they found the issue. He went to a surgeon, dealt with it. But I mean, I don't know. I really, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm really despairing of it this time. Well, you're what, despairing. What, what sort of injury was it? I mean, you know, we don't even know that. Right, Cammy, take a breath, right? Brian's despairing. Cammy, <laughs> how are you feeling about it after today's press conference? I'm not surprised. Um, I think a lot of people a couple of weeks ago got excited when he was named yep. in the UEFA list. The manager clarified that by saying that the Scottish players and those developed in Scotland are pretty much a free pass. Um the, the concerning thing for me is the fact that he's not back in full training. Um, he got his surgery, I think, at the back of uh, the, the start of May, I think it was. And I think uh, they were talking about a 12-week recovery time. Um, and it's just, I think there's obviously been, set, there's been setbacks because I think the manager a couple of times has said that he's uh, doing well, he's had a good week. But... It, the manager doesn't really tell you very much. He says something, but doesn't really tell you the full story on occasion. And I think until he is back in full training, con contact training, I think that's the... It's a real worry for him. 
You know, I mean, I know his his, his importance is probably magnified the more he's been injured. Listen, he, he's had some great games. He's missed a lot of games over the course of his Rangers career, initially via suspension and uh, recently via this uh, injury, um, which they, they hoped that the surgery was going to get to the bottom of. Um, and I think Will says about his contract, I know that I'm privy to all the contract details, but we have a lot of players out of contract in 2023 and Ryan Jack is one of them. Uh, I wouldn't say he's one of our pressing matters for a contract because he just needs to get back fit and he has to get back training. But it's nearly eight months he's been out since he last mm-hmm. played. Um, and that's what I, And it's not been negative against Ryan Jack when people I get involved in conversation about it. We can't put, place too much importance on Ryan Jack to come back in after eight months out, potentially nine months out before he's he's uh, went through a blocky training with the first team. That's a big ask. You know what I mean? We've just sent Nico Katic out on loan, who's been out for a season with, a, with an ACL injury. So... Oh, we've lost. We've just lost him. He's away again. He's away. Alan, I want you to take on because it's for it's for very own. Well, I'm, I'm assuming this is Jamie, our very own tactical wizard, Jamie Curry, saying he isn't. Ryan Jack is important. Ryan Jack's a Rangers fan. We all want it to work. And when he's played in some of the big games, he's been really, really good. One of our top performers. Do we try and move him on? Is it? Is it? Uh, by the way, Twitter has been flooded with people saying, "Get rid." Is that a bit? Is that a bit unfair? Uh, I, I like Ryan Jack. Um... I think he's an important player. He's one of the players where he plays and plays well. Everything seems to tick for us. But eventually, we're going to have to look to the future. Um, if he's not going to get back to full fitness, um, I think we'll say these contracts up in the summer. Is it worth giving him another contract? Um, is, is it worth giving him another contract if he's going to be injury-prone, especially going into the, the later stages of his, his career? Um, I would rather be looking at the... Um, Possible transfers to who can bring it? Who can bring it? Be some. Oh, please don't mention Conor Goldson. <laughs> I don't. I, I can't take. I can't take it tonight. I can't oh, take Conor Goldson tonight. I was just about to see Cammy's reaction to that going off. <laughs> yeah, um, I think of it. I think eventually we're going to have to look at a replacement and I think that time to look at a replacement is going to become sooner rather than later um, and it pains me to say that because I like Ryan Jack and I think he's he's been a fantastic servant to the club um, and it, it possibly will be again you know, when he is fit but long term we need to look at start looking at the future and we need to look at people to come in and, and do the same job that he's been doing for us so yeah, for, 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 me, for me he doesn't get a contract extension my Sorry, frustration, you know, that's part of my frustration with Stevie Kelly. You know, you, you know, you talk about succession planning and all that sort of situation. That's a, a big part of my frustration with regard to the lack of uh, game time that Stephen Kelly's had this season. It's not just Stephen Davis, it's Ryan Jack, it's Glenn Kamara. Stephen Kelly is capable of filling in for any of the three players, you know, so I think that's... Uh, Listen, I, I hope Ryan Jack, because the the more quality that we've got and the more options that we've got, uh, the better. I just worry the longer this is that this is dragging on that it's um, yeah. it's it's uh, 
and I, th I think somebody mentioned in the comments, Rangers don't um, give us information on what injuries are, what surgeries are. We still don't know what Philip Palander's injury actually is, other than it's an knee injury. You know, whereas a year ago we knew that uh, Nico had done his ACL. Yeah. You know, it's. I think it's all very. I know it's uh, players' medical records, and it's all. We don't have to give that information, but. You know, it's uh, a lot of guesswork uh, going on and we just don't know where what's happened. Has Ryan Jack been at a stage and then he's maybe went into contact training and then it's something's happened which has aggravated the initial injury? You just don't know. Yeah, because in the press that he came out and said he hasn't even trained, he's, he's not even training with the first team still, which I was shocked about, Brian. I, I want to just bring up my man CGM again because this is twice tonight I've agreed with him. So we are getting on the house on fire tonight. Do you yeah. agree with that? I, I yeah. think there's a there's a bit to be said about um, Tavin Golden perhaps not playing as well without Ryan Jack. Well, he's he's that little bit extra insurance. Um, if Tav's bombed up the up the park and it Jack this folds into where Tav plays because he played right back for Aberdeen, so it's not like he's alien to play in that position. But yeah, he's 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 just very. Very aware defensively of where he should be and what he he, he knows is he's one of these guys that he just knows what his job is and he does it. He doesn't try to do anything else. He just gets on with what he's good at and that's as simple as that. He wins the ball, he moves it on, and you know he fills in for guys like Tav if they bomb up the park. I think he's the very... European. I, I think the European games. Sorry, Brian. I think the European mm -hmm. games. I think the European games. I think Ryan Jacks are a big miss. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. some of his best performances against Porto and. Uh, the Leisure Warsaw and the likes in recent years I think he is a big player in Europe I think we probably miss him more in Europe than we do in, in the SPFL um, in a lot of ways yeah. mm -hmm. He certainly yeah. makes Tav a better player there's no, there's no doubt in that I don't think anybody can dispute the fact he makes Tav a better player if anybody can dispute it I'd like to hear your argument for it Yeah, yeah. I think I want to get back on to Normal terms here with CGM. Do we are we thinking Lewis Ferguson can replace Ryan Jack? I think we've spoke yeah. about Lewis Ferguson a few times, haven't we? But it's just it it's it's not the type of signing that excites me to be honest. But I've been wrong before, so I'll probably be wrong again. Does he fit Brian? Does he fit the bill of the kind of project that we would maybe take on to make a better player? I'm just worried we're getting into the trap of who he is and where his, his, his family links. I mean, whenever he's played against us, he's never he's never got a sniff, to be quite honest. I mean, all right, he scored a penalty or whatever, but he's never took the game by the scruff of the neck and done something that you think, oh, he's he's different. He's he's got something about him, you know. I'm just I'm just I'm just acutely aware that it's just because of his surname and who is his family are that it's more that's the if, if it if put it this way if his if his brother his dad and his uncle hadn't played for Rangers we wouldn't be speaking about him. I don't interesting, think interesting. There's, there was another name mentioned in, in one of our Patreon shows the other night. Martin was really keen on um the young guy from Hearts that plays centre mid. And by the way on the comments it's been flooded with it and I don't think that's a spelling of it. It's like Benny Gamani or something like that. And mm. um, Martin was saying he was the the next coming of Glenn Kamara. So, what do you, is, is anyone watched some hearts? What do we think of this guy? Because his name's been flooding Twitter about replace or us should be interested in him, Cami. The only thing is, you're not going to get him for 50 grand. You know, hearts, hearts know that they've got a good one and I think they know that um, there's going to be interest in him. I don't know what his 
uh, situation is. I think they got him from down south. I don't know if he'd been at Everton or somewhere like that as a as a kid, but I yeah. he looks like a very Glen Kamara like in the middle of the in the middle of the park. So I think that's the it's the the easy comparison. But <laughs> you're not going to get him for fifty grand. You're not going to get a you're not going to get a player like that again. But the boy does look a, a very nice footballer, and I think I look forward to um, seeing him at Ibrox. Uh, I think we play Hearts on the 16th of October. Uh, yeah. I tell you, I'm, go- I'm going to the director's box on the 16th of October, so I'll get a, I'll get a great <laughs> view of him from that position. Yeah, nice. Keep your ears open, then. You can come back with any of the, the stories of the 101 on it. Okay. Brilliant, folks. That was a good chat. I wanted to touch on one thing before we finish, and I want to finish on a positive, not a negative, because we are top of the league. And this week, 4-4-2, Mag voted as the best atmosphere in the UK. Did anybody read that article or am I talking rubbish? No, it was 442 no. Magazine. Yeah, I read the article, but they certainly printed it. I don't know what game they were at right enough, but... We agree with that? Come on, of course we agree with that. For 442, it's even the best atmosphere in Britain. Glasgow Rangers, Ibrook Stadium. Happy with that. Did we get a trophy for that? But nah, see, we don't collect trophies no, for that. We just take trophies for the big stuff. Um, we, we got a flag to unfurl for it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> folks. Three disco lights for the season. <laughs> <laughs> we had to get the disco lights one in. And um, yeah. Anyway, folks, look, I think we can call it a night on there. Um, I think that was good timing. Thank you to everybody in the comments. <laughs> Thanks for everybody. <laughs> this, I'm starting to sweat. Thanks for everybody for um, <laughs> thanks for everybody for co- uh, watching and commenting, folks. Um, remember to please, please, please like and subscribe to um, to YouTube. We are so like I said earlier, we're 150 away from 3,000. We are also on Patreon, like I said earlier. Um, Two pound a month. There is so much to offer, and it's, the link is in the description. And JD, honestly, JD, I've got to ask, why is the goal computer guy waving at you? I've got no idea. Anybody <laughs> watching this, I apologise um, because yeah, he is off the scale, and I'm going to end this correctly tonight, and it's going to be a cracking outro. Unfortunately, Brian missed the missed the mark last week. Remember, Brian? Mm. Yes, <laughs> I yes, I know, I know. All joking aside, um, thank you very, very much for everybody for joining us, and appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Cheers. Bye, Cami. <laughs>